Good evening, Jen here. It is Monday, April 25th. One more week of April and then we're into May and I really hope that May brings warm weather. It's also my favorite month because not only is it getting warmer, but I don't know, it's always like the end of the school year brings back memories of track season and end of school and it's my birthday month and we're launching into summer. And so I love May. So if we can just get through this week and get into some warm weather, I would be so, so, so happy. It just makes my my mood so much better. I really didn't have any topic to discuss tonight. Um, With the whole announcement on Twitter, or about Twitter being bought out by Elon Musk, I have just been giving a lot of thought to my presence on social media. And I always go kind of back and forth about it because part of me wants to just get off of it and focus all my attention on my own intellectual pursuits in the form of a book or, you know, possibly, you know, spending more time on my blog or I don't know, just um, spending more time reading some of the books that I've been wanting to read for a long time and then I get distracted on social media. But the other part of me understands that there's only so many platforms we have where we can be heard. And I do think in a democracy, it, for democracies to thrive, all of our voices matter and all of our voices need to be heard. And I know social media is a cesspool of trolling and just downright stupidity and terrible discourse, but there are people on there that I follow that I could get their information through other avenues, like, for example, um, Substack or some other way, but I don't know. It's, that's why it's a dilemma. I mean, I love Facebook and Instagram because they're, they're my way of not only expressing myself, but curating what's important to me and having my voice heard and you know it's a form of creativity in a sense because we are curating our own content that speaks to our own authenticity um at least that's the way I approach it I realize not everyone approaches it that way but I like writing my thoughts on topics and I like being able to, for me, I've always said writing and, you know, it's, it's different when you're writing for yourself and when you're writing for an audience, because when you're writing for an audience, you really do have to, how do I explain this? It's, you're putting your thoughts out there for the world to see. So it's, it's, it ups the stakes. It's more meaningful. So you really have to know what you're talking about. And so for me, it helps in my learning process to be sure that 
I know where I stand and I have my facts right and that I'm clearly articulating what it is that I feel about an issue. So it's it amps up that learning process for me so that I'm just that much more not you know knowledgeable and I I can I can learn at a at a higher level because I'm forced to put it out there. It's kind of like taking a test in school. The stakes are higher. So it really does force you to up your game and to know your stuff and to be able to speak it clearly. So I like the exercise of that. I've always been someone who enjoyed debate. I've always been someone who likes to hear other people's arguments and determine if they fit into what I know and to determine if they're logical in terms of how I see the world and if I need to change how I think about something or if I can argue that point based on my own experiences and my own personal research, I just enjoy the whole act of that. Like that's, it's just something that I really enjoy. And I don't know. I think I've always been someone who has, needed to understand things and needed to process things. Um, I've always been someone who was skeptical until I can be shown in a, in a way that makes sense to me or in a way that can be proven through facts. And then through my higher education, I just became more and more... Um, proficient at it, I guess. And I'm just one of those people that I'm just an intellectual at heart. Like I've, I've always enjoyed deep conversations about big questions. My favorite thing to do in the world is to sit around with really close friends, like one or two friends and debate and discuss big topics like this. Um, on a million different subjects. I, that's just who I am. That's what I enjoy doing. But I run the risk putting it out on social media like Facebook, for example. I, I have alienated people. Um, I've had lost a lot of friends because of their perception of what I'm trying to do or their perception of who I am and not agreeing with it. And I'm okay with that because when you speak your mind and when things are important to you and you put yourself out there, you're going to make some enemies, unfortunately. Like, I've just never been someone to hide under a rock. I've always been opinionated. I've always felt a need to I guess I guess what what drives me the biggest thing that drives me is a sense of justice. And when I see injustices and when I see policies that are hurting people or harming people or ideologies that are harming people, I can't be quiet about it. I have to defend 
those who cannot defend themselves or don't have a voice to or don't have the proper rhetoric to or arguments, if I have the tools and the knowledge, I'm going to step in and help because injustice does not sit well with me. It never has. And I know not everyone understands this, but politics is ultimately a fight for justice because policies that are put into place often harm people. And so we have to be voices for for those people who are, are being harmed. And not everything in politics is quite that drastic, but setting policy and making laws is our method of organizing society and determining and establishing how how we coexist. So if we truly believe in democracy where the majority rules and every person has a voice, then we all should be participating in it. We all should be striving to understand the issues and put in our two cents in terms of how that manifests through the laws that we make. I understand why people are apolitical because I think when you don't know what you don't know, you don't understand how important it is. But I do think it's a duty for people to get educated and to participate in the process because we're all part of this society and you know, not all of us have the privilege to stand by and not do anything or participate. Um, There's a lot of groups of people who are being harmed by laws. In particular, right now, one of those groups is the trans community. They don't have the luxury of not participating because their own well-being is being attacked on a regular basis right now. So in order to protect their well-being and their livelihoods and their lifestyles, they have to participate. They don't get the luxury of ignoring what's going on in the news. And that could be said for a lot of different groups in our country, a lot of different sectors, depending on the issue that you're looking at. Women, for sure. Women are being attacked right now with the potential of overturning Roe v. Wade and women not being able to get the health care that they need. I mean, I'm not going to go down the list of issues that people should care about, but I don't always like being the strong voice that I know is going to alienate people that I care about 
and that I respect. Sometimes I wish I could go back to, you know, when I was in my 20s and I really, I was still developing my sense of identity and I was still not sure how I felt politically. And, you know, it's, it was kind of an ignorance is bliss situation. But also, if I had to choose between being blissfully ignorant and what I actually am, which is someone who is very knowledgeable and actually understands what's happening. And yeah, it causes a lot of anxiety and a lot of distress in me. I would still choose to know. I would still choose who I am and where I'm at because I do have power to change things and to make life better for people with my voice, with my vote. with my platform. And I don't want to contribute to harming any particular population of society. And I think that a lot of times the blissfully ignorant do. They don't know that they're doing it. But by not participating, they are. I've had guys call me out and say that I'm self-righteous or that I, I think I'm a know-it-all or I think I know everything. And I just laugh because I don't ever speak on anything unless I feel like really comfortable about the, my stance on it and my knowledge base. That's why I, I never spoke on politics ever in my 20s. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't know anything. But that's not the case now. And so when I'm speaking on things, it's coming from a certain level of authority. And I don't mind people challenging me or challenging my point of view. I actually welcome it because maybe there's a blind spot and I want to know about it if that's true. Because for me... The goal isn't winning an argument. The goal is understanding the issues better. So if someone can shoot a hole in my arguments, then I welcome it. I want you to. And I will be humble and and admit it. But usually if I'm speaking on topics, it's because I've already thought of all the holes. And I'm pretty confident in what my stance is. And I don't think I should have to dumb down my arguments because someone else thinks that I'm being a know-it-all. Like, that doesn't... (laughs) I mean... I'm sure I'm wrong, you know. I'm sure I don't have all the facts right. I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes. Call me out on it. I don't mind. But my, my motivation isn't to be a know-it-all. My motivation is I actually care about these issues a lot. And I, I'm very concerned for our country for a lot of reasons, which I've said quite a bit on social media. 
Um, but I just want to put out accurate information because there's so much disinformation out there. And if I can put out accurate information, at least that's one voice that's trying to set the record straight out of, you know, out of many, there's a lot of people doing this. And I think it's important that we don't live in an echo chamber. So if I'm a dissident voice in your curated echo chamber, that is your social media page, I'm proud of that. Not everybody thinks that way, is what I want to say. This is my perspective. Maybe I can move somebody. One person. On an issue. Yeah, sometimes... I'm like, Jen, why do you even say anything? You should just get off social media. (laughs) Because I don't want to make enemies. I don't want people to think that I am a know-it-all or that I'm obnoxious. That's not my motivation. But... I guess as someone who growing up didn't always feel like I had a voice or that I was being heard, I refuse to silence myself now. Because I got things to say. And I just genuinely enjoy the discourse. Like, it's interesting to me. It's fascinating. It's fun. It's challenging to be able to put my thoughts down and have it be coherent and have it contribute to what I think are very important discussions. Anyway, we live in an interesting world. When I was growing up in the 90s, never in a million years would I think we'd be here. How many years later? You know, (laughs) with so many rights, civil rights and and human rights being threatened again after already having fought the fight back in the 60s and 70s to find ourselves back here again trying to defend our rights you know we've opened up another cold war Russia's at war with Ukraine and nuclear war is always on the table. Our planet's dying. We heard about that when I was in elementary school. Climate change, I remember 
the year 2020, back in the 1980s when we learned about it. They knew then that climate change was an issue and nothing was done. Good old neoliberalism. The world's a mess. But I'm hopeful. And I fight to make sure I leave my daughter in a better place than when I was growing up. And we got a lot of work to do. I guess I'll leave it there. I hope you all have a good night.